0: Here we are live from Cape 2014 in Ottawa and we've got with us Dr. Rob Rogers who will be our second only non-Canadian emergency physician on EM cases in the history of EM cases and your colleague and friend Amal Matu is the first. Now we've got you Rob. Rob's an emergency physician and associate professor at the University of Maryland School of Medicine in Baltimore. He's the director of the Teaching Course, an annual course for healthcare providers to become better teachers. And he's the founder of the I Teach EM blog. Welcome, Rob. Thanks
1: for having me, Anton.
0: We're going to be talking about social media and emergency medicine on the upcoming episode. Let's hear your best case ever related to social media and emergency medicine. Let it rip.
1: All right, great. First of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. I've been following you for a bit, and uh, you're doing a great job. Thinking about cases for social media became difficult when I first sat down to, to look at this, but uh, I'll just tell you a little bit of background. One of my residents, and I'll just mention his name here so that he can become famous now, Ryan Spangler, a couple of years ago mentioned that you know maybe during clinical shifts, and I only work overnight shifts, and I know you're jealous that I only work overnight shifts, right? So on an overnight shift, he said, you know, why don't you send out some tweets related to cases, maybe send out some CT scan images or x-ray images. Obviously, we had to be careful with, you know, patient issues. We couldn't tweet their face and, and so forth. But he said, why don't you call it U-M-E-M Live? And so I, I work in Maryland, and so we, we came up together with this University of Maryland Emergency Medicine, so U-M-E-M Live tweet. And the, the idea was that we would tweet while treating and obviously we have to take care of patients first, but we decided that when there was any downtime and there was a good case in the emergency department, we would send out these tweets. And what was interesting is we started to get a pretty good response from the Twitter community. People were following the x-rays, the CT images, and you know people are on Twitter all the time, so they were on these cases and, and some discussion ensued after that. Based on a couple of tweets that I sent out, and I'll I'll mention specifically, one was simply an image of, um, it's been talked about and it's been published uh, by Rich Levitan, and and it's, it's in the journals, and you can actually find it on Google. But if you actually Google intubating obese patients, you'll find this image of a lady who is really ramped up on some pillows. And the point of this pearl that we sent out on Twitter was to show that even in really obese patients, if you elevate them and bring their ear to their sternal notch and make those parallel to the floor then what looks like a really difficult intubation becomes a very simple intubation. And Rich Levitan's talked about this in his airway course for a long time. And I've used it clinically for years, and it works really well. So I sent that pearl out. And then probably two months later, I got a direct message from someone who follows me on Twitter. And this physician actually said, thanks, Dr. Rogers. What you taught me on Twitter helped me save a life. And I thought, wow, you know, that's pretty interesting. We've used Twitter for different reasons, but... Here's direct feedback from somebody on Twitter who actually told me that what I taught them or what I tweeted led to a better patient outcome. And so I I thought more and more about it, and I thought, you know, maybe what we're doing on Twitter and social media is actually helping other people around the world. And we we kept doing this for a while, and and we would use the hashtag U-M-E-M live. And then someone months later tweeted me back and essentially said, thank you for your pearl on aortic dissection, What you taught me led me to pick up a diagnosis and essentially an otherwise undiagnosable case, and the patient had a good outcome. So, you know, that's only two cases, but that's good enough for me. You know, if we're actually helping patients and, God forbid, use the phrase, Twitter is saving lives, I think there might be something to that. So those are two cases that stick out in my mind and sort of propel me forward every day that I think what we're doing may actually be, for the greater good, and I guess that 's more of an altruistic approach to social media, but those two cases I think have made it worthwhile for me to to keep doing this
0: great, Rob. So on the upcoming episode we 're going to be talking about all the controversies around using social media as a medical education tool about social media and how it can help your career as an emergency physician about social media and what you have to be careful about when using social media and more about how social media can hopefully save lives of your patients. It's
1: great stuff. These people are just incredibly passionate about what they do.
0: I do it because I love it.
1: That's what social media allows
0: you to do. Something that you're passionate about. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. The best of foam will bubble up to the top.
1: Experiential, the pearls, the pitfalls.
0: Collectively, we can be a lot more intelligent and learn a lot from each other. To filter down to reach the patient's bedside.
1: Sexy podcast voice. What are they doing in the classroom? Ah! Applying and creating something new. Group hug.